0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. All right, DJ and PK, we're joined now by John Hartwell, Utah State Athletic Director. So (laughs) we have so many questions for you. (laughs) And every <laughs> athletic director, what a year. Is your head just ready to explode at times this summer with all the possibilities, all the options, and less control than ever?
1: And it just changes by the minute, almost. Hopefully, uh, we're we're on the backside of that right now. And uh, I'll never forget, my, my dad used to always tell me adversity builds character. Uh, The last six or seven months, I think we've all got enough character to last for a a lifetime. But uh, you've just got to learn to be flexible, try to stay positive. uh, And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, like I said, we're on the backside of this thing and, uh, you know, full speed ahead trying to play a football game three weeks from Saturday.
0: This is a trip for you to come down to Logan to Provo. Why are you down there supporting the uh, Utah chapter of the National Football Foundation?
1: Yeah, National Football Foundation does so much to promote the game of football, and and obviously, uh, the the individual chapters, the the state chapters, and and the the national um, organization does so much uh, to promote the game of football. And you know, uh, you you the the game of football for the last four or five years has really been under fire, in and some cases and and there have been huge advancements in safety and you know going going back to to relating it to COVID-19 I mean at the end of the day student athlete safety and welfare has to be at the forefront of everything that we do Um, but football and and you can you know injuries occur injuries are a part of sport regardless uh, how careful you are and and they're unfortunate and you know, uh, we're blessed at uh, Utah State and the, at institutions around the country to have tremendous sports medicine folks, the doctors and the trainers. But, but football uh, teaches so much about the game of life and, and about how it takes teamwork. And, and uh, you know, you have to battle through adversity. You have to battle through pandemics and things like that. And it's, uh, it does so much uh, for young men uh, teaching about the game of life. And, and so everything that we can do through the National Football Foundation
0: to promote the all the good things happening in football, I think it's important for us to do. So I think a lot of these high school football players, especially the better ones who are going to be recruited, have questions about how scholarships are going to work going forward because everybody who's in school – you're already rolling your eyes. I don't want to talk about it. Everybody who's in school now, they're not – this doesn't count as a year. You're basically getting a free redshirt, which makes sense, and we all get that. But if you're up against an 85 scholarship limit, how are you going to bring in a new class of 25 if you don't have a graduating class? I mean, you'll have some attrition along the way, but are they going to bump the number up to 100 or 105 and bring it down five every year to get back on track? How does this work?
1: Well, pardon the pun here, but that's the million-dollar, really more than the million-dollar question there. And and there's really two components to to the challenge, one, it's financial, and, and every institution in the country, uh, based on uh, cancellation of sports last spring and then uh, delay or cancellation this fall of sports, uh, is is dealing with monumental financial challenges. So that that's the one component of it there. Uh, the other component is roster management, and that's really, you know, the the, the scholarship or the financial portion is really more on the administration side. The the roster management's more on the coaching side, and and the NCAA has given the ability to to increase those numbers, so you'll obviously be able to have more than 85 uh, going into next fall. Uh, but it's it's up to institutional discretion and. You know let's let's just look at the numbers if you know if you have 85 we have 85 kids on scholarship uh we have roughly 108 to 110 on our roster so you've got you know roughly 25 um walk-ons so all of a sudden if you take that number and you say okay we're gonna add a whole other class to it you could have upwards of you know 105 or so on scholarship, and have a roster of 135 or 140. So from a coach's perspective, and and, oh, by the way, the one thing that doesn't change, you can't have any more than 11 guys on the field at one time. So keeping kids happy uh, and engaged Uh, is a challenge with 85 on scholarship and 105 on your roster, and all you've got to look at is the transfer portal and the number of of student athletes who are in, in that on a regular year. So it, it is going to be a challenge, um, both financially and roster management wise. But it's something we'll work through. Like you said, you're always going to have attrition. You're going to have some transfers out. You're going to have the Henry Columbia's, uh leaving and you know going to Texas Tech or you know uh, other examples of things like that. Um, but we've also got to we've also got to be able to manage it financially too. So we we uh, you know and and Gary and I have talked uh, at length about that, and we'll just work our way through between now and the end of the season, and when we get to January, you know, we'll look at that. The other component there is how strange this recruiting year is, because you know you have. Most most high schools around the country, other, other than several uh, states, are playing now. But you've got some junior college leagues who are playing a spring schedule. So, um, Plus, guys can't go on the road. You know, uh, Since uh, the middle of March, not only football, but no sports have been able to go on the road. And now that's been extended through the end of December. So it's it, it, just like everything we're dealing with. It's uncharted territory, and we'll, we'll kind of navigate our way through it.
0: Do you know if the Mountain West, when it gets going, is going to play all of its members, play exclusively conference games and no non-conference games? So great, great
1: question there. Uh, for the most part, we'll have eight conference games uh, straight through from the weekend of uh, October 24th through December 12th, and then a, a conference championship game on December 19th. And we have had, uh, since last uh Thursday night, multiple ADs calls. We've got another one this afternoon trying to finalize a schedule here uh, in the next day or two. Uh, But you've you've got a couple of situations where teams won't play eight conference games. So you've got Air Force who plays Navy this Saturday, and then they've got Army scheduled for uh, November 7th. So that's one weekend they won't be able to play. There's also another conflict for them. In relation to uh, to exams on December twelfth, that we're trying to work through right now. Uh, just saw Chad Lewis walk up here. You know, one of the potential scenarios for uh, for to offset that. That November 7th game, because we have 12 teams in our league, so if you pull out Air Force, then somebody else has got to be off that week too. So, you know, there there is talk. Uh, I, I don't know how significant that talk is, but there's talk about a Boise-BYU matchup on, on November 7th. So, uh, you know, there may be a one-off or two that are non-conference games, but for the most part, everybody's going to be conference only.
0: So New Mexico's governor didn't sound big on having football happen. Do they have to play all road games? Hawaii's had a quarantine. Are people going to test before they get on a charter, or is that going to be a problem? Are the California schools going to be able to play? seems like there's a lot of questions. A
1: lot lot of question marks. Now, as far as Hawaii goes, uh, that quarantine, the mandatory 14-day quarantine is going away on October 15th. So as long as the testing is done within 72 hours, Uh, prior to getting to Hawaii, that should be okay. And, you know, part of our testing, we're going to do three times a week antigen tests, and if there are any positives with the antigen test, they're going to be backed up by a PCR test. New Mexico, um, Eddie Nunez, my counterpart there, they're trying to navigate through that. You know, it wouldn't be ideal if they played everything on the road, but their intention is to play. And then as far as the California schools go, I would say San Diego State is ahead of the other two uh, in terms of they've been working out and doing some things. Uh, San Jose, which is in the same county as Stanford is, uh, they've got some challenges still. And then Fresno may be the, the most difficult one of all to navigate because they hadn't had any of their student athletes really back on campus the entire summer. So for them to you know, all of a sudden ramp up in 29 days, 30 days to be able to play, that's going to be difficult. And so all that leads into saying, you know, are we going to keep two six-team divisions or are we going to put everybody into, you know, into one pot and then the top two teams will play the championship game? And I think that's the way it's starting to lean now to, to be able to just put everybody in there and take the top two to play that championship game.
0: What's going to happen to the contracts that you had with the teams, the non-conference games that you were originally scheduled to play this season that's obviously been shelled?
1: Yeah, the, an, another great question. So we we are working through those right now. Obviously, uh, you know, the Pac-12 pulled out of playing initially before, uh, before the Mountain West did. So we had Washington State coming to our place to open up. And then uh, at Washington uh, week three – So initially, you know, we talked with them about rescheduling those games. Then when we decided, you know, when the Mountain West decided to to put a pause on playing, those kind of became a moot point. You know, still working with BYU, obviously there was a game missed there, and then Southern Utah was our other non-conference opponent for this year. But but I will say this, and I said this uh, on a couple of interviews over the weekend – the collegiality amongst all of our institutions i mean we've all gone through financial challenges we're we're all you know the, there are no dead red fastballs in college athletics right now everything's a curve and you better stay back on it and be able to hit that pitch wherever it gets delivered to you so we're all working together we'll we'll come up with a solution on those on those things going forward
0: that sounds good right now but that's a lot of money at stake Do you think when push comes to shove, you know, if it's a team you play home and home every year, that seems easier to me to work out when it's a one-off with a money game or if there's been a change in the administrator and the coach who thought it was a good idea to play the game, that seems like it could get trickier.
1: Yeah, it's a challenge. I mean, you know, the the Washington game for us uh, was a million-five guarantee, but again, it, it really becomes a moot point. Uh, To some extent, if if both leagues say, hey, we're not playing. Uh, Washington State, which was the front end of a home-and-home, so we go to Pullman next year. Um, I've been working with Pat Chun, their AD, and what we're looking at doing because, uh, you know, most schedules are filled five, six years out now, so looking at an opportunity for Washington State to come back to Logan is probably out 27, 28. Um, So what we're looking at doing is potentially making – next year's game in Pullman, a guarantee game where they'll pay us a guarantee and then us scheduling another home and home a little further out.
0: Hmm. Well that was informative. That was a lot of ground we covered right there, John. Good work. It's uh and now will everything change in the next forty eight hours anyway? <laughs> hey, knock on wood. Like I said, I'm I'm hoping we're on the back side of this thing. They're
1: gonna continue to be challenges, whether it's you know having to shut down practice for a couple of days here or there, hopefully not having to to lose a game. But, hey, that's the one
0: thing we've learned over the last six or seven months. you just got to roll with the punches. John Hartwell, Utah State Athletic Director, joining us. Thanks for coming on for a few minutes. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a great day.